0: to another episode of Fair Game Podcast, powered by Riverside FM. I am one of the hosts, Evan Peters, y'all may know me as Rosa E.P., and I'm joined today with my good brother and one of the other hosts, Baze Baby. What you know, good boy? Hey, man, same fight, different
1: round, another day down.
0: Hey, man, I know it, I know it, I know it. We gotta let the listeners know, my boy uh, Dag is on vacay, so this week... It's just going to be us two. Um, One, two, three, Cancun. Word, word. Word. (laughs) My man's took a trip with a little honey dip, and Mm I can't be mad at him. Um, Mm -hmm. Enjoy yourself, man. Uh, Prayers on a safe journey and all that good stuff. Um, But hopefully we can keep this this show on the road and jam-packed with uh, a lot of entertaining topics for you guys this week. Uh, We got everything from Summer League standouts to summer league mvps who won the summer league um all the way into a few of the uh nfl teams that we think are gonna be making some rumblings on both sides nfc and afc and then uh also some interesting comments by evan turner that has been floating around the um internet lexicon if you will um but yeah, but before we get into all that boss, how was your week? How you been, man? Talk to me. Hey,
1: man. I pretty much just been doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? Um keeping up with the sports. Keeping up with the sports world, sports drama. Um still waiting to see where our boy uh Damian Lillard ends up. Hopefully, he ends up with Miami for some military right. basketball moving forward. Um it is baseball season, you know what I'm saying? It's not uh
2: nothing's popping off quite like yet
1: like that. word 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 nothing's interesting it's popped off like that up to this point but um you know i've been been watching that off and on and uh really just been getting ready for the nfl season but um summer league's been entertaining and uh, of course we're gonna dive into that man but yeah that's pretty much it game in here or there and uh been chilling with, the, chilling with my girl, you know what I'm saying? The kids and everybody. Life Lord. is good, you know what I mean? Quote my the future. So, Lord, what about Lord. you? What about you?
0: Oh, man. Oh. Typical stuff, bro. Work, work, more work. Been kicking mm. it with my family a lot because um, mm. Katie's kids are down here until like the first week of August. So, mm. um, I've been getting to play uncle in the physical form instead of on FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And I'll uh, I don't know. I'm trying to spoil them, but without spoiling them, like that last weekend. I took I'm them the a fun, bunch I'm of the toy. fun
1: uncle, but oh, uh, you know, I'll lay down the law I got to. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I
0: definitely <laughs> lay down the Word. law, but I Word. do try to, you know, be the cool. Like I'm the cool uncle. Yeah, you know I mean, like I try Word. not to be too uh forceful with them because they're good kids, but I love kicking oh. it with them, and they mm-hmm. so funny, bro. Like when I tell you, they funny. Like, my nephew was shot out. Like, I used to not see it when my mom was like, oh, my God, he reminds me of you. I'm like, man. Lord. Now that he's, like, older, like, he's seven. So, he's, you know how it is. You second grade. Like, you start looking at your muscles and things of that nature. Try to size up stuff. He said if he was, when he gets my size, he's going to be able to beat me up and all that. So,
1: <laughs>
0: just a little fun stuff like that, man. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love those moments, man. I can't wait till I have my own bundles of joy. But until then, I'm cool with the substitutes, man. But um, yeah, man, let's let's dive into the summer league recap. I mean, we got Wimby playing two games. Mm-hmm. We got Cam Whitmore coming out of nowhere. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Until Boy. I heard his name, didn't know where he went to school at. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, Max Christie. People saying he's Kobe's light skin doppelganger.
1: There's a lot going on in this summer league. I don't know where you want to start at, but I'm going to follow your league. All right, word. So, first of all, I got to start with Wimby. You know what I'm saying? Um, As I've already said before, man, didn't say it on air for the listeners, but we said it behind the scenes. Um, That first game, it was, uh, I believe that that was um, Greg Popovich. Forgive me if I'm getting his name wrong. uh, R.C. Buford, I believe, is the GM over there. I believe it was the Spurs organization's way of pulling a Chuck Daly. For the viewers who don't know um, what I mean when I say pulling a Chuck Daly, um, to make a long story short, essentially with the Dream Team, they had these college players with Jamal Mashburn, Chris Weber, all them, um, Bobby Hurley, they came in and got to face the Dream Team. Well, Chuck Daly essentially rigged the game, didn't play Michael Jordan as much, he rigged the game to where these college players would beat these pros, and then he could get these pros in line letting them know, hey, you can lose. You feel me? You can lose. So I believe that that was the Spurs' way of saying to Wimby, hey, even though you 7'5", even though you got a yomper, you know what I'm saying? Right. Even though you're like that, you can still fail. You feel me? And you think how they do in Kwame Brown or – Adam Morrison or these other busts, so to say, bro, you can get buried. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all these foreign players before you are IPs, international players. Right. Yokes opened the door. Giannis has opened the door. Lucas opened the door. You feel me? You can keep that trend going, or you can shut the door completely. You know what I'm saying? So I. I do think that first game, man, that was the Spurs' way of saying, hey, let, let him drown. You know what I'm saying? Now, this second game, come that second game, he got a call from Kareem Dujabar. jabbar Right. Come that second game, he got a call from David Robinson. You know what I'm saying? And then that second game, he shines, and then they shut it down. Rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? 27 and 12, I've seen all I needed to see. Yeah, <laughs> so I get, told get them y'all, y'all
0: I, yeah, I wouldn't have played him. I'm not playing him this season. That's me. I know mm-hmm. that's a- about on the branch by myself with that, but that's me.
1: And nah, nah, like not for nothing. I, you, I, I would love to hear your opinion. I know the listeners would. I've heard it before. You know, you said it with Chet Green, You said it with uh, with Wimby. You know what I'm saying? Give them time to like really see the game. Not necessarily being on the court, but get their bodies right, get their minds right. right. And let it's them to, really let, the let them take a year off. Just... You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Let them take a year off. I mean. Chet Holm Green, to your defense, Chet Holm Green came back, I believe it was 12 pounds heavier than what he weighed in at the draft. He's came back 12 pounds heavier. He still looks like a stick, still going to have to put on more weight. But once again, working out is a process. You feel me? Like, you don't go from 190 to 220 in a summer. That don't happen unless you bury Bonds. (laughs) <laughs> but we, we know how that happened. Word, word. We ain't gonna get into that. Bring really <laughs> <Word. laughs> oh, me my needles. Bring my needles. My soul. Word, word. You know what I'm saying. So, other than that, bro, it's just gonna be a process. We have to understand as fans. Like, um, Giannis just didn't pop up on our radar like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Giannis came in the league this muscular guy. Nah, we didn't really see it till like year four. Mm-hmm. You Feel me? So. And that's roughly around the age of 22. These these kids are coming in 18, 19 years old. Give them to about their 22, 23. Then we can really be talking about something. Right. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's how I have to start. That's how I'm going to start this off, bro, with Wimby. He's that the future is bright, but you can fail. So I suggest you listen to that San Antonio staff. They know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that San Antonio staff, I think that he's in good hands. I think they're going to take good mm-hmm. care of him. Mm-hmm. They got a track record of ingratiating themselves with uh, the IPs, so I don't know if you want to talk about Boris Diaw or Manager Nobly, Tony Parker. I mean, the list goes on. It's a phenomenal staff, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to the handling of these IPs. But some of the summertime standouts is just – Head scratchers to me, right? Because when we review the top five, top ten draft picks, and I think that this is kind of running concurrent with the with the with today's thinking in mm-hmm. NBA prognosticators and scouts, they you typically don't see summer league as the opportunity. Like the days of LeBron and Carmelo running through summer league are over. With. Um, mm-hmm. As I look at the top draft picks, Victor Wimbayama going to the Spurs at number one. Brandon Miller going to the Hornets at number two. Scoop going to the Blazers at number three. The Thompson brothers, respectively, going back-to-back to, back to the Rockets and the Pistons. Anthony Black going to the Magic. Wow. Well, Cole Bailey. And mm-hmm. I hope I'm not messing that up. Um, well, there was a but pick swap got, between but, him but and Jareth Walker at 7 got, and 8. What's
1: his name uh, dropping all the way to 20, I believe? Cam Whitmore.
0: Right, Cam Whitmore dropped to twenty, which mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, again, I haven't been keeping up with a lot of the college basketball here recently. I am a huge like Biggies, like traditional Biggies, old ACC, like those type of basketball players. Of course, like mm-hmm. the old Big Ten, like I, I grew up on that type of stuff. But um, here recently, I, I wasn't too up to date with the Cam Whitmore um, young man. And and to see what he did in the Summer League, um, it is kind of, um, when you look at what he was projected to go at and where he failed to, it kind of makes sense why he played six games. I think that's a large reason why he got Summer League MVP. Obviously, he closed out his Summer League um, exhibition very well, but he played six games. You know, Wimby Mm -hmm. played two games. I think Scoot played... Where is Scoot on here? Well, Jaden he played Sharp on, too, played three. four games, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Scoot didn't play more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we really didn't get to see a lot of these uh, top ten players. We saw a little bit of Brandon Miller. I think the Thompson brothers, we got to see more of them than any of the top five picks, but uh, any of the other top five picks, but um, it's it's still uh, – a it's still a lot left to be seen uh, and mm-hmm. to be proven. Uh, I think that if the Spurs are going to go with that uh, Wimby all out, you know that whole let's let's just see what this what this young man can do for us over the course of eighty two games. I think mm-hmm. they may be selling themselves short. Uh, me personally, again, I would like to see him bulk up. I would like to see his body mature a little bit more, and then maybe put him on the court um next year uh, we've seen a few organizations kind of take a back seat with their rookies their first year some of it due to injury and others have just decided not to play meaningful minutes with this rookie because they don't want to damage the product and I think when you have a product that's this exceptional that's this unique that has this much potential uh, you want to kind of Handle it with kit gloves, but you know, that's just me, man. I don't think that it's anything that's gonna be a um I think as long as he's with the Spurs and the Spurs are gonna handle it with care. I don't think it's something we're gonna have to pay too much attention to. I'm knocking on wood and you know, wishing him the best. I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that they um they have a plan in place that's gonna be fruitful for this young man. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Cam Whitmore looked excellent. Um I don't know what to make of him just yet. He is a, a three two player. Um he's on that he I mean, listen, bro. Do we really think the Rockets are gonna make something shake this year? No. I me so- personally no. So he's probably going to get more tick than a lot of other rookies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's possible he could carry this into the season and make something happen. But I know that they are, they're guard heavy. Jalen Green, is Kevin Porter Jr. still over there?
1: Ah, oh, man, that's actually a good question.
0: And that's Fred Van Fleet,
1: question. like, they, I they got a lot of firepower.
0: Sign, yeah, for sure. got a lot of firepower. I don't know where he's going to fit in. He's going to have to play a little bit of defense. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers here. And this is only in you know. Take it with a grain of salt. This is the um, summer league, but he only shot twenty eight percent from three, bro. Mm-hmm. I'll give him twenty. I'll give him twenty now. That's twenty eight point six. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're
1: gonna have to see. I will say, I will say, man, that um. But first of all, to my knowledge, um, Kevin Porter Jr. is still in the Rockets. Um, Cam Whitmore is a small forward, six seven, two twenty, 220, big body. He fell in the draft due to uh, pre-draft concerns about mm-hmm. his, uh, medical, his medical history
2: mm-hmm. with his body
1: and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I'll leave that up to the listeners who want to go dive into if you want to dive into that. But um, to my knowledge, he was Final Four Most Outstanding Player at Villanova at one point. Um, Cam Whitmore is... I I believe he's just a project. I believe that the Thompson brother is is who they're gambling with, but they still had some chips left over. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know what? I'll play one more hand on this on this Whitmore guy. So if he pans out, then cool, he pans out, right? We they I believe that they're acquiring pieces to potentially make a bigger move. You feel me? I believe that the the more talent you have, the better, especially when you're in a rebuilding process. You got Jalen Green, you have Kevin Porter Jr., you have um, the Thompson, which I don't believe he's going to go anywhere, but you never know, and I believe um, Whitmore, you feel me? So it's, it's kind of like how, even though the Lakers were more structured with it, you had all this young talent with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, um, all these guys on the same squad, you feel me? And then you can make a move forward Anthony Davis, right? And right. And make something shake that way. So, um, I think the ones that are really, really gonna stand out, they'll be safe. But the ones who, the ones who don't, yeah, man, you you'll be getting moved at some point because you're. It's kind of why we're stocking all of you guys up. We're not really. Yeah, it's a log Word, word. It's we're not really using you guys as a means to win a championship. We're gonna use you guys, as means to get a championship piece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, that's that's kind of how I look at it. But not nah, for nothing, I look at. Um, of course, you know, summer league winners were Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Evan Mobley, I believe, he left with twenty-eight and eleven. Um, just quick shout out for the listeners, um, Imani Bates. He he had nineteen. We'll dive into that at a later date. But mm-hmm. um, I do think that. I do think that Cleveland is showing a whole lot of promise. Um, For a team, from a team perspective, I do like what Cleveland is doing, right? Um, They're not trying to find another Darius Garland. They're not trying to find another Donovan Mitchell. Um, And they played Evan Mobley, right? Hey, just because we made it to the playoffs, Mobley, you're still only your two-year player, Mm -hmm. you feel me? We're gonna get you out there as much as we can. You still have to grind, um, and ultimately, I think that's that's because they want to move away from this too big system in Mobley and in Jared Allen. Um, but yeah, for me, that's that's the main team that stuck out to me, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What about you? What have you been seeing in the summer league? Which team surprised you the most?
0: Um, the team that surprised me the most. Um... Honestly would have to be uh the Rockets. I didn't think that uh Cam Whitmore would, you know, show up the way he did. Again, circling about it circling back it makes sense. Uh seeing as how he dropped in the draft. It seems like he has a trip on his shoulder and something to prove, which is something that I like to see. And um, you know, just with there being a new steward and a new sheriff in town mm-hmm. with Ime Udoka, um, he's proven to be very, very, very good. Mode and young talent, all be a young proven talent. Mm-hmm. I think with him getting a vet like Van Fleet in there to kind of run the show and um, take the pressure off of the offensive load, E-may can kind of focus on the defensive end. I like what Cam mm-hmm. Whitmore looked like defensively. I like the Thompson mm-hmm. brother defensively. Um, I just think they're going to fit in really well with Emeke likes to do uh, from a schematic standpoint on the mm-hmm. defensive end. So I, I, I'm really enjoying. Um, Max Christie, um, shout out to my homegirl Mojo. She seems to think that he is Kobe's long lost child. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I see the resemblance in bone structure, but outside of that, you know, there's there seems to be this infatuation with his on court game, which I, I like. But let's save the baby being praised for later dates. Um, and then um, Trey Man. Trey man looked ridiculous. Uh, And I'll share the highlights on our Instagram, but this guy looked absolutely ridiculous. And I'm talking about from every spot of the floor, doing it on both ends of the floor pause. It's just, I'm excited to see what (laughs) Trey man turns into. Um, But I'm also excited for the NFL. Uh, We got a lot to talk about with the NFL more so pertaining to the AFC. I think everybody is really excited for the AFC and, What's it going to look like when it's all said and done? Um, But we have to show love to the NFC across the board. Before we get into that, the NFL did drop the uh, preseason schedule. So, fans, don't forget. you guys got a chance or if you got the app, go ahead and check out the schedule for your local games and follow your favorite team. Um, Looking at the NFC to me, boss, uh, and I know we talked a lot about this behind the the mic, but Mm -hmm. my brother... Is there anything to really talk about in the NFC? Not a
1: damn thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, there has to be something. Um, I mean, the Forty ers Uh, all right. Let's just let's just because there's not much for the NFC to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. at least not at this moment. Mm-hmm. With us being starved for football, I think we want to talk about winners. And I think we both agree that the AFC is probably going to take home the Lombardi this year. Um, But let's just briefly take a stab at what NFC teams do you think will be at the top of the heap when it's all said and done?
1: Well, first and foremost, um, you got to give credit where credit's due. Them dirty birds. It's always Mm -hmm. sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm, Them mm -hmm. Eagles. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of course, they're... They're the force. They're they're to be reckoned with. Um, number two, the second team that comes to my mind is Minnesota. Right mm-hmm. now, do I think they're going to get it done? No. Do I think Kirk Cousins can win you a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. If Nick Foles can, I believe Kirk Cousins can. Right. Not too much it's on Foles. Not too much on Foles. Word, word, word. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we can. Anybody can go on a run. You know what I'm saying. Um I hate to really look at football like this but in the playoffs you just got to you just got to win four times mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and in Minnesota's case with them being in the NFC North and Aaron Rodgers' lists NFC North mm-hmm. really your only competition is Jared Goff um and Justin Fields mm-hmm. and I I haven't got to forgive me Chicago Bears fans but I didn't see any significant moves from you guys that scream uh Winners of the NFC North this year, so right. number two for me would be Minnesota. Now, number three would be the Cardinals. Only if Kyler Murray has matured and he's he's ready to get out of his way and do what he needs for his team. Now they lost J.J. Watt, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Um, those are big losses, but I look at Seattle. If y'all want to bet on Geno Smith, y'all go right ahead. You feel me? Um, I look at the 49ers. <laughs> Sorry, dawg. Uh, everything that glitters ain't gold. So y'all want to rock with Brock, Brock Purdy and hope that Trey Lance figures it out. Once again, y'all go ahead and rock with that. Hey, Kyle Shanahan. I, hey, dog. You my guy. You feel me? But, uh... Whew, Jimmy G was a hell of a game manager. I'll just leave it at that. And then, um, of course, you know, the Cowboys. Probably ain't going to do nothing, but they've surprised us before. You know what I'm saying? They still got to get Tony Pollard's situation uh, handled. But, um, yeah, they could just be one of those teams that kind of shakes it up. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I believe those would be the three representatives of the NFC um Eagles Vikings Cardinals you know what i'm saying um what about you what what have you been seeing on the NFC side me personally uh i am
0: probably going to have a rough schedule which you just had but i'm going i probably i mean Eagles is first Eagles is first but it's not by much for my money, I think the most proven organization in the NFC in recent memory for my money has been the 49ers and that Shanahan regime. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it is, if there's a curse over them boys, but it seems like every time they had the, a chance this past season, somebody got hurt at their quarterback spot. And it seemed like the the season ended the same way it began you know it started with a trey lance uh injury and ended with a brock purdy injury and uh, you know some people blame it on schematics some people you know just blame it on the overall ideology of the shanahans um i don't know i don't know uh robert griffin tell it it was a freak accident i'm pretty sure you know trey would say the same thing brock would say the same thing uh, mm-hmm. I believe I don't know if it was last pod or if it was off air but I was what are you what are you maybe aware of the fact that he's getting a Tommy John surgery which is never good uh mm-hmm. so all things being equal I just think that the 49ers could put me at quarterback and win 13 games <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean it's I don't know bro I, mean, I don't know I mean, they just need a to winning franchise tell me
1: I'm going to get to be $3 million richer or I'm just going to get Probably gonna get tweaked. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty all right then cool. I can do it. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm saying? i tear a rotator cuff for three
0: million. Word. You
1: it, you know? Word.
0: <laughs> so I, I got Eagles. 49 is right on their coat, But I think that the drop off between uh the top two and then the next two is just pretty uh substantial. Um mm-hmm. Minnesota I'm not mad at because when you when you it out their pathway to uh home field advantage uh it could be unimpeded. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a and then you got to then you got to I would probably put Minnesota there. I would probably put Minnesota there. And then I would probably go with the Cowboys. Now, um I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do um
2: I just know that they have a hellacious
0: defense and they got a top 15 quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that has been a tried and true formula in the NFL for time immemorial. So uh, I'm not going to count them out. I think I'm going to have them at that fourth spot. Um, But that's really all I got for you. My Lions are – Trash on the uptick, no, but they're, by suit, up. they're by suit up. They're by up. No, 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 no. Listen, there's truth in every joke, right? And in this one, it's a lot of truth. Now, I am a homer at heart, but I also have told y'all before, as long as the F 150 is the number one selling pickup truck, I don't think that the Ford family is incentivized to get the best football product on the field. Um, when you look at the uh, Saints, the Saints are the Saints are a dark horse for me, um, but I think there's more so an indictment on the NFC as opposed to a testament to their talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gino and them—that's a dark horse for me, and I'm happy yeah. for Gino.
1: Oh yeah, I'm really yeah.
0: happy for Gino, bro. Uh,
1: he went through a lot. Of- yes, for, for for those who don't know, who Gino is that's GB Gino Beasy. He's he's part of the gang, man. It's it's one of our own, you know. Detroit home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no bro I'm talking about I'm talking about Gino Smith
1: <laughs> oh shit <my> fault.
0: <laughs> nah I thought you were talking about Gino I thought you was on GB no 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 GB He listen GB know I love the Lions bro now well, yeah. he might be mad at me cause I, I, I'm not gonna put my flag down for the Lions this year but listen bro I believe in MCDC I believe in his uh I believe that his mentality is infectious, and I think that it has made its way into that locker room, and those players are buying in. Mm -hmm. But this man was also talking about eating kneecaps when he took his initial uh, press conference. (laughs) So do that what you will, GB. Love, the Now, (laughs) Geno Smith, I'm happy for him. He went through a lot. He finally got his due. And i think that you know we'll circle back to this in a in when we in our in our last segment, but i mean in our next segment, but i do think that um the seahawks are on the outside looking in when it comes to the n f c um oddly transitioning into the a f c which i think we all are excited for um their former quarterback. Is looking up in a stacked AFC. Now Russ came in last season. It was this whole Let Russ Cook thing going, and we were we were supposed to see the Broncos. Uh, ride, we were supposed ball. to see
1: him do that one two step. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen. Well,
0: we got high knees on an airplane. We got uh, some weird first week show up like thing. He tried. I guess he thought he was Aaron Rodgers. And then we got like a five-win season. I don't even know how many games the Broncos won. But Mm -hmm. I have faith in them. They have a new sheriff in town. Sean Payton's not going to play that. I've heard these are already cut out some of the BS that Russ thought he was afforded as a, uh, let's say, top-tier quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sean has made quick changes. On that and shorten that checklist of carve uh, of, um, outs that Russ is afforded as the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. But looking at the AFC and what else you have in store, I know the Chiefs are your favorite team. I'm going to let you carry it on from here. Where do you see the AFC shaking out? Give me your top four teams. Give me your top four quarterbacks. Give me your most. Uh, intriguing uh, uh, division in the
1: AFC. Talk to me about it. All right. So, I mean, y'all already know, man. I've been a Kansas City fan since 2004 when I was really – when I really first started comprehending the game. Tony Gonzalez, my favorite player, hands down. Um, was that the team with Priest on it? Was that the Priest uh, on it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, it actually was. Well, it's either that. Or Priest well, was Holmes that was a, six? Priest Holmes was six. So. I'm trying to think. I believe Priest Holmes was on there. Um, I know had another pre- running back over there. We had. Um, I know Jamal Charles came. Jamal Charles, after. that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, that's uh, what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Jamal Charles came after. Okay. It came after that. Yeah, but um, yeah, dog, and we had to. Uh, yeah, Dante Hall, like, like the, yeah, the X. human yeah, joystick, yeah, yeah. word human joystick, like bruh. Um Dwayne Bow. Like, come on, bro. We just mm-hmm. we didn't have the quarterback for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? So um, not for nothing. I will say. Moving forward, and this is what I'm not liking. Um, I do think the Chiefs are setting themselves up for, for a pretty bad fall. Um, it comes with the territory, but once again, I never saw New England behave that way. Mm. Um, never saw Pittsburgh when they were winning Super Bowls. Never saw them behave this way.
0: Mm.
1: But I'm starting to see more of Travis Kelsey, which I get it. He's a party guy, cool. You know what mm. I'm saying? Kind of like how Gronk was. Um but now I'm starting to see Patrick Mahomes, like uh, Netflix has this series out. Y'all need to check it out, called Quarterback. and Produced by Peyton Manning. Yeah, word, right. word. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is breaking down, uh, I believe it was, when he was talking smack to Max Crosby because, you know, they were down 17 nothing and still came back and won the game. Mm-hmm. And essentially what I'm getting to is, man, it, it feels like Kansas City is starting to smell themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, – don't forget what got you here. You feel me? Don't mm-hmm. forget. Um, you you built this legend, you feel mm-hmm. me? Because people doubted y'all. Travis Kelsey, you wasn't high on people's draft boards like that. Patrick Mahomes, you wasn't high on people's draft boards like that. You went tenth pick. You know what I'm saying? So um but not for nothing. You still have guys out there like Sean Payton said, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback workout he'd ever seen ever you feel me so some people did know it from the jump right but apparently none of the teams didn't so don't forget what got you here man um i've said this before i'll say it again the bills is right there with Mm y'all the bills is right there with y'all the Bengals is right there with y'all you feel me i play here or there Things change. So Yeah. So you got Chiefs,
0: Bengals, Bills, who's that fourth team? You going uh, I don't know, you going Dolphins, you going uh, Ravens, you going um uh, you going Broncos, you going Chargers I mean, we got a few other AFC teams out there that could possibly throw their hat in the ring. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I need a fourth team. So, I mean, if you – Bengals, Chiefs
1: – no, you probably got Chiefs one. Knowing you, you got Chiefs one, Bengals two. Mm-hmm. I would – um, no, honestly, I got Chiefs one, Bills two, okay. Bengals three, um, and the Jets four. The only reason why I do not have the Ravens in there, if y'all would have landed D-Hop, I would have had the Ravens for, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I still feel like it's, I feel like you guys are not treating it as you should. I still think that for some reason, the Baltimore front office is looking at it like, to hell with that. Um, defense is going to get us there and Lamar is going to do the rest of everything else. Hey, we got your OBJ. Yeah, OBJ, Mark Andrews, that's cool. I can still cover two two targets if I'm on defense. You feel me? I can still cover these two targets um, and put more pressure on Odell Beckham, who's coming off of an injury. People forget right. that. You know what I'm saying? And when OBJ was going off in the Super Bowl, he was playing across from Cooper Cup, Triple Crown, who went on to win right. Super Bowl MVP. Right. You feel me? Now, some people say he may not have gotten that if OBJ got to stay out there because OBJ was going off, but the double coverage is on Cooper Cup. It's not on Odell, no you feel me? So I don't necessarily have to double cover Mark Andrews because he's not, a, he's not the, a deep threat. He's not the deep ball threat, you know what I'm saying? Pause. But yeah. uh, with OBJ, I'm putting that pressure on him all over again from the very jump, coming off of an injury. So I got to put the Ravens 5 in that. I think the Jets, their defense is solid. Right? Right. I think that they right. have a good receiving core. They just could not score the football last season. You put Aaron Rodgers in that mix, I'm gonna get you at least three touchdowns a game. So that's why I'll have them number four. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I'll have them number four. Bills two, Bengals three, and of course Chiefs one.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. See, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. That AFC North, it's a lot of stuff going on. I think Clearly the uh the AFC South is just treacherous. There's really nothing to, to talk
1: about. I mean, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is decent. That's it. That's it. Trevor He's, Lawrence yeah. is decent. Um, yeah, he 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 uh he ruined the party for Justin Herbert. You know what I'm saying? His coming out party. He's gonna look like he was gonna get his first playoff win and and Sunshine said, Nah, I got right. it. You feel me? Right. So it was a good coming out party for Trevor Lawrence, but come on, dog. Don't nobody really think Jacksonville is going to be ju- a threat. I just don't forward. think.
0: I don't know. See, they're they're a dark horse for me. Mm-hmm. They made some good pickups at the receiver spot last offseason. They were able to stumble into some playoff success. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, I just don't. I don't. I'm not. Um, listen, I'm not betting Okay. Um okay? When I look at the Titans... I think the Titans are probably going to win that division. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those seasons where, like, whoever wins that division has a subpar record. Like, we're talking nine wins. That AFC East, though, brother.
1: I don't know who's going to. Because, see, this is the only... You got thing, Miami, right. you got Buffalo, you got the Jets. Whew.
0: Now. Whew. Now. If I if 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 two and Tyreek is and is it Waller or I mean uh Waddle? Waddle. Yeah. I'd, listen, I I'm not counting them out. Mm-hmm. Just not betting with them over Rodgers with that defense and Allen with those weapons. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's gonna shake out. My only nitpick with your top four is the Bills and the Jets is gonna be in the same joint. So I don't mm-hmm. know how it's gonna play out for seating. I mean top four.
1: Nah, but but when I when I look I look at it like this, I don't see seating. Mm-hmm. I only see seating for the teams that really need it. I believe that we have witnessed over time, especially in the world of sports. Hey, dog, I've seen Aaron Rodgers run the table. I've seen Eli Manning run the table twice right? against Tom Brady. You feel me? At the end of the day, just get Tom Brady, and just get Aaron Rodgers in the dance. He can make something shake. I get Justin Allen, I get Josh Allen in the dance. He can make something shake. I get Joe yeah. Burrow in the dance, I can make something shake. You feel me? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. If if I'm Joe Burrow or if I'm Lamar Jackson, yeah, of course I want to win my division. Same way with Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Sure, I want to win my division. Mm-hmm. But out of those teams, if we're talking AFC East, Miami has to win the division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I, I can't trust to. You feel me? Y'all have to get that seeding. Y'all have right. to win that division. With Aaron Rodgers, just get me in there. You feel me? Joe Burrow, right. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, just get me in there. Right, And right, right. I can make something happen. You feel me? It's only four games, bro. You feel me? It's only four games to the bowl. I can make it yeah. happen. Yeah. You, got a, you, you, you got a good point. You definitely got mm-hmm. a
0: good point. You definitely got a good point. I just don't know. I don't know. If I'm going top four in the AFC, I'm definitely putting the Chiefs there. Mm-hmm. Um, the number two team for me, as much as I want to go with my Steelers, I, they have no shot. They're Basuda. So I'm going to have to go with Josh Allen. I'm hoping that this is the year that Josh Allen makes his breakthrough.
1: Uh, what about your boy, um, high Herber, on him. What about Herbert,
0: mm-hmm. I love Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert's game, bro. But after last year, he's he going have to prove it to you, huh? Gets broke up. I mean, Word somebody about. just always gets broke up, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are mm-hmm. stacked, bro. Like on both sides of the ball. There's no reason why they should. I don't know if they got the Eckler money worked out, but as long as Austin Eckler comes back, there's no hiccups on offense. Mm-hmm. There's no hiccups on defense. They just get hurt. So, it's hard for me to really, like, put my hat in the ring for them at that number two spot. Like, for me, um, they would be, like, on the outside looking in on the top four, like, five or six somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would go Chiefs. I'm going to go Ravens. No, I'm going to go Chiefs, Bills. Then I'm going to go Ravens. And then...
1: No shiesty? No Joe Burr. I like them
0: no bingles. No I, like I like them dingles, bro. I
1: like them bingles. Cause bro, you and hey man, you and Dagola for the listeners, dog. They was a few years back, they was leading the, the Joe Burr train when they beat my Chiefs, boy. Listen, <laughs> Joe Bird. <Burr laughs> is a he's a he is a steady hand. Mm-hmm. He's a
0: calm hand. He's a he's a he's a, he's a listen, bro. I can't put too much on Joe Burr because he hasn't gotten that ring, but he got damn close, man. So I'm not mm-hmm. counting him out. I just don't know if I'm willing to bet with more than Rodgers. I don't know. Now, he's been to a Super Bowl more recently than Rodgers, but Rogers is a three-time MVP, and last time he had a defense like this, he went home with bird so I don't know. New year, new true. environment,
1: new outlook. You know,
0: he's he just he came out the cage. He's
1: he has you know, all the incentive. He has all the incentives, man. You have the chip on your shoulder. This is your time to say, Hey, bro, I can do what Tom Brady did. Go to a team my first year and win. And on top of all that, I can do what Brett Favre didn't do. He went to New York, and he didn't bring one home. You know what I'm saying? It's he really has, he has all the similar.
0: Yep, yep. And for, yep. and for a, a a a player that was uh, admonished for his take on C19 to mm-hmm. go to a city like New York, mm-hmm. it's almost like in the cards. It's like right up the alley of the like arrogant, cocky. But talented, like uber talented, uh A-ho, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro, not only am I gonna leave this team, not only am I gonna leave this team in the fashion of the last Hall of Famer y'all chased out for me, I'm going to the same team and I'm going to the city that was basically excoriating me for moving how I moved with C nineteen. It's just all it's a lot of poetic justice written into this if you're an NFL script believer, for Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers. So I'm going to give him a slight Mm -hmm. nod at the fourth spot over Joe Burke. But to bring it all in, Bob, we were recently talking, right, about how the NFL quarterback complexion has Mm -hmm. gotten a tan. Yes, sir. And it seems to be getting a little bit darker. Like, it's going beyond Mm -hmm. the tan. Right. We're seeing a lot more black quarterbacks rise to prominence. And it seems like um when you look at the college landscape, it had always kind of been there. Um mm-hmm. I can go back to my falling in love with college football and running quarterbacks was a thing. Um mm-hmm. whether you're talking about Charlie Ward or you're talking it was about just on that Eric it was Crouch. just on the college level. It was only on the college level. Mm-hmm. Now, in my yeah, later good. Thank years, you for breaking the mold. Well, see, even Vic, though, like, the version of Vic that we got, that early version of Vic that we got, um, it broke the mold. But I think the Andy Reid version of Vic was would show the NFL how to use it. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know, this mm-hmm. is... This is how you use this. You understand what I'm saying? You don't rein it in. He's a, dual in. Threat. He's a you dual show threat. it how to be used and mm-hmm. when to be used. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I think that it took a little bit, but it wasn't in the grand scheme of things, right? Like in the entirety of the NFL, the mm-hmm. the introduction to that style as a premier option mm-hmm. and the useful application of said style. It all happened in the span of the same player's career. It wasn't like we had to be like, "Yo, man, Warren Moon was so nasty," but it took Mike Vick to figure it out. Like, nah, bro, they were still trying to leash Warren Moon. Like they sent him to Canada and all types of other stuff. They mm-hmm. tried to leash Randall Cunningham. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and they played in a much more violent NFL. Yep. But I don't. Sure. I don't want to go off on that part of the tangent. I want mm-hmm. us to focus on the idea of the quarterback position. Changing complexions and the fact that it is the highest paid position in the NFL. Um, we know that the NFL has historically been called America's good old boy club, and mm-hmm. you know, with as recent as the last decade, the run-ins with the kneeling and Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick and mm-hmm. uh, target marketing as far as the NFL and using their demo to get out certain agenda-based or political-based or Mm -hmm. racial-based messaging. Uh, They got a lot of backlash and um, they kind of stood on their square in regards to where they stand on Mm -hmm. the issues at hand for Melanated Americans. Now, I just find it odd that in recent years, it seems like the NFL has fallen out of love with the other skilled positions. Uh, and it seems like while simu- while while on one end you have this ascension of the black athlete at the most prominent, highest paid position in the sport, while simultaneously there's this devaluing of every other job of the black athlete in 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 the NFL. Excuse me. Aside from pass rushers and offensive line, um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that linebackers don't get paid. I'm not saying that DBs don't get paid. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying receivers don't get paid. What I'm saying is that there hasn't been this, um, you know, this this
1: um, upheaval. This stigma, this, this stigma that you don't have to – this stigma that you have to be Lawrence Taylor-esque, absolutely revolutionary in order for you to be recognized when there were – when the quarterback position was a lighter complexion. Is that fair well, to say? I think not just
0: that, because to me, that runs concurrent with everything else in America. You know, you have to be, as a black man, you have to be astronomically better than your white counterpart to get mm-hmm. the accolades, the adulation, the appreciation, the titles just a pat on the back sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. just to get sheer recognition of doing a good job or being good at your job, you have to be light years ahead of your white counterpart. And I think Mm that in the NFL, these owners are, you know, we got on, we stumbled on this topic because we both feel like Saquon deserves to be paid. Right. Yes. Um, Yes. But we also feel like he is fighting a battle that he didn't create. He didn't start this. Exactly. Way. Like mm-hmm. the devaluing of his position started mm-hmm. maybe a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Like I would say like when Jerome Bettis aged out of the NFL, which was maybe even over a decade, like that ground and pound, rooted to the ground style, like three yards in a cloud of dust. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it used in spells since then. Like LeGarrette Blunt had a spell where he was like, listen, you need a power back, boom. Marshawn Lynch had a spell. You need a power back. You know what I mean? I don't count AP as just a power back. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. He was you don't get 2,000 yards by running through NFL players. I'm not about Word. to
1: just Word. no, Word. it doesn't happen. Worry. And um, LT, Ladanian Thomas, and he was more finesse. You know what I'm saying? He was so, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like yeah. these are more like Maybe I'm Swiss Bill Army knives. Yeah, word, they they they, so
0: they could do it all. You know what I mean. But the the running back that can't pass block, the running back that can't pass catch, the running back that can't create out of blue routes, the running back that can't uh pick up spies or um pick up blitzes. You know what I mean. Like there are running backs that would help make reads for the quarterback. The same thing the center mm-hmm. is doing. Just like the center goes to the line and make reads. There's running backs in the league that're smart enough to. Add that value to their to, to who they are. If, mm-hmm. if these running backs aren't these all-in-one, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kamara, excuse me if I mispronounce your name, or Christian McCaffrey, and mm-hmm. even they have to fight tooth and nail for their money. Mm-hmm. You see it with wide receivers. You see it with DBs. You see it with linebackers. These players wind up leaving teams because teams don't see the value in compensating a player that, to me, uh, has proven themselves. Now, when you look at the fact that, all right, Trent Williams is hands down the best lineman in the NFL. There's nothing to talk yeah. about. Where? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, hands down. There's nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are two positions that have been historically Caucasian. Historically. Mm-hmm. If they are getting (laughs) darker, essentially, I think that I'm trying to make the case that I don't think NFL owners are happy with the idea of paying black folks top dollar. I think that if they're going to have to, if quarterback is just getting blacker, it's an inevitability they're going to have it's it's already the highest paid position on the field bar none it is what it is if that's just how the game works okay and they're gonna have to make a black person the highest mm-hmm. paid player on their franchise which i'm not mm-hmm. saying has it happened in the nfl i'm not mm-hmm. saying this is the 1950s and 60s what i'm saying is that i think that these nfl owners are it's just a tough pill for them to swallow So they are also while making the black quarterback, the highest paid player on the team, Mm -hmm. they're going to make sure that that black running back is not the highest paid running back. They're going to make sure that that black wide receiver is not the highest paid wide receiver. You
1: understand what I'm saying? When it's enough money to go. Not for nothing. I do feel like, um, I do agree with your premise when it comes to that. Ultimately this is how I see it. This is how I make peace with it as a fan watching the game. Um, if you're not a Swiss Army knife at running back, then don't complain about your money. I don't like your numbers are one thing. That's why we're even entertaining the fact of having this contract negotiation because of mm-hmm. your numbers, right? But for example, say Quan Barkley, let's say he wants 100 million. I'll give you 80. Oh, I want that, I want that extra year. I want 100 for 5. No. Because the statistics show I'm only going to get three years out of you, right? Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. gambling on that fourth year. I'm giving you $80 for four. You feel me? I'm not going to gamble for three out of five. But this is football. I might only get one out of five. I'm not going to be tied to you for that long. Instead, I'll give you, I'll gamble on you three out of four, maybe two out of four. I can swallow that. 40 million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It gave me two more great prime years. Now, I will say, um I do believe if the position keeps getting blacker, which is going to, that the owners will want to spend less around the quarterback unless it's the defensive line, the offensive line, or the quarterback. You're gonna start to see these players not getting paid as much unless they're revolutionary right and i and i firmly believe there's a part of me that believes that's okay there's another part of me believes that's wrong right however megatron wouldn't have a problem getting his money He's Calvin Johnson. He's Megatron. Randy Moss wouldn't have a problem getting his money. DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't have a problem getting his money. Julio Jones wouldn't have a problem getting his money to a lesser degree, right? And Julio Jones is not in the stratosphere of Calvin Johnson. I do believe if you go out and perform and you are a household name or a top five at your position, you are going to get more money than your contemporaries. I do believe Saquon Barkley has been offered a great contract better than other running backs i'm just not going to give you the todd Gurley money i'm not going to give you the ezekiel elliott money granted right but we knew
0: when jared goff got his deal he wasn't the best quarterback we knew when matt stafford got his deal he wasn't the best
1: quarterback hell when Rodgers got his deal
0: we knew he wasn't brady
1: word word but but here's here's the thing here's the similarity between all three of them matthew stafford got his money okay word Matthew Stafford got his money, then he went to the Rams, won him a Super Bowl. Jared Goff was just in the Super Bowl, got traded for Matthew Stafford. So at least Jared Goff can get me there. Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP. Right? I think he has like a 32 to 32 to 6 inter touchdown to interception ratio. Like historically just the best of all time. You feel me? He and he's a Super Bowl champ. You feel me? What I'm getting to is like of course we all know the Kirk Cousins deal. Whoa, yo. Y'all really gave him that deal? Cool, but then Deshaun Watson turns around and gets his two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. Cool, we washed that out. Now Lamar Jackson just got paid, I think two hundred and sixty-two million for five years. Bam, homie got his money. You feel me? Even though they had to even though they had to fight tooth and nail for it, not necessarily Deshaun Watson. Not necessarily Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson had to. Um and deck. Word, 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 and Dak, and Dak. I do feel that overall, even though the the journey, the journey may be messy and grimy, ultimately, the players still get their money. When we really look at the final destination, most of them still get their money. You had to fight for it, you feel me? You had to go through a whole lot of meetings to get it, but ultimately you still get it. Right? Yeah. I believe I believe when it comes to a Saquon Barkley, brother, you they're they're not gonna let you in that club, but you can be in the parking lot. You feel me? Just settle with being in the parking lot. You're not getting in the building. You feel me? They've already shut the building down. <clears throat> it's done. You feel me? This, this this hey, they don't file for bankruptcy, it's over. Running backs ain't getting that kind of bag no more. Unless you yeah. are otherworldly like the next barry sanders you feel me like otherworldly and saquon as dope as you are top three back in the league you it's you derrick henry and everybody else you feel me y'all aren't revolutionary talents you're just the best in the league you're the best that we have to offer right now but when i start comparing you with the daniel thomasons the aps the 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 Barry Sanders, yeah, bro. You always going to be last. So you don't deserve that kind of bag. Unfortunately. Oh, no. Unfortunately because of the Ezekiel Elliott's and the Todd Gurley's and the people who have gotten the bag.
0: Um we'll we'll table mm. it. For now we'll agree to disagree cuz th- there's a there's a lot there. Um Word. we're kind of bumping up against it. Um mm. speaking of, you know, unfairness. <laughs> I want to play this clip from, uh, that's been floating around the internet from before we get out of here from Evan Turner on his podcast when he was speaking to Andre Iguodala and, uh, I got it queued up
2: here. Y'all won a lot of championship, but it was lame as f***. For four or five years, there was a media run and there was a hype train of a franchise running through, which were the Warriors. Yeah. And that was KD doing that. You know what I mean? There's just certain points where it just seemed unfair. We're not knocking it to each their own, but it was just like, you had to wait until this narrative ended in the moment of history.
0: Man, we still don't get no calls though. So when they, when they start- I'm not knocking
2: it, but at the same time, I'm still playing against Andre Iguodala, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and whoever else. Like, that's like playing versus MJ, fool. Like, it still don't make no sense. It doesn't justify anything. And y'all won a lot of championship, but it was lame as f- so, like, we literally. Just, we, Steph just won one by itself. Steph sorry, just no, won no, no. one by itself. And that's perfectly fine. I'm talking about when you lame ass did that for two or three straight years. That was lame as Was that us? Was. Or was that us following the trends of where the league was going, had already been? Word the mother, I would never go recruit no KD. I don't give a damn who was that. I personally
0: feel like he's echoing the sentiments of a lot of NBA fans. Mm-hmm. um, And a lot of even the casuals who would tune in. I think the only people that enjoyed that entire ride were either Steph Stans or Warriors fans. Flat out. Mm-hmm. Now, what say you? What do you think about Evan Turner's take on
1: the Warriors run? Um, for me personally, I think that I agree with him. I want to throw that out there. I want to, I agree with him. For this point and this point alone, um, he's in the league, right? He has to go up against that. Um, he's saying what everybody else around the league was saying, hold on, wait, y'all really allowing this to happen? You feel me? Like, wait, right. this, this ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ain't playing no April Fool's in July, right? It's, it is overcue. It is overcue. Yet... We call MLB America's pastime. Um, no Yankee fan feels that way. They they hoard all the talent. You, you feel me? We pay this person this, pay this person this. Granted, they don't have a salary cap, but Yankee fans are still Yankee fans, and baseball fans are still baseball fans, right? At the end of the day, cool, they pulled a Yankee move, right? And they went out and they got Kevin Durant. What is Kevin Durant supposed to say, right? I get it. He can say no. He can say no. But I guarantee you, he wasn't going into um, that season thinking, I'm going to be on the Warriors the next year if I lose. Now, I do think that he was planning on leaving, but the Warriors weren't on his radar until Draymond Green gave him a call. Like, damn, we can do that? Yeah, why can't we? We need you over here, KD. We need you to beat LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? So even though I agree with it, because I would love to have seen Kevin Durant go somewhere else. Um I still I still feel like basketball needed that. You needed that because Kawhi Leonard helped reset it. You feel me? He helped put it back in its normal place. Me personally, I know people are like, hey, we may never see it again, but we'll see it again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We will. Maybe not to that degree of 73 and 9 gets Kevin Durant. <laughs> Maybe not to that degree. Right. But not for nothing. If I'm 73 and 9 and I'm up 3-1 and there's been no team And 32 years of the NBA Finals, well, not 32 years, but every team that's been down 3-1, they were 0-32 in the Finals. Mm -hmm. I get beat, hey, drastic causes, drastic measures. You know what I'm saying? You might go call a Kevin Durant if that happens to you. You feel me? (laughs) Like, yo, yo, dog, it was four of us, and we was jumping him, dog, and then... He wins somehow. <laughs> he wins. You feel me? I might pull out the strap. <laughs> I might pull out the strap. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know.
0: But that's a little But what's your two cents? A little crazy, bro. No, I mean I said mine, bro. I don't think uh I don't think he said anything wrong. I didn't hear one lie told. You know, I think he's echoing sentiments the sentiments of a lot of NBA fans and casuals and even the players. Clearly, the players, some players, felt that way, and maybe, maybe Andre at the end was kind of hinting at the idea that somebody else set this in motion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, we that, that, that's at the table for another time because unfortunately, we're up against it and. Um, pause and we're gonna have to um get up out of here mm. but Boz, any last words for the people man anything you want to say before we get up out of here
1: hey dog thank y'all for tuning in to fair game where everything is just that fair game hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode and we'll get back with y'all man at another time a later date.
0: yes sir yes sir and i promise y'all Dag we'll be back with us on the next episode um Hopefully, he's enjoying his time off and his time away. And uh, just shout him out. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. We'll get with y'all.
1: Be safe.